Hi there, my name is Emma Edelman, and you're listening to Tangible Grace, my story of hope. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tangible Grace in uh, true transparency. I pre-record a lot of these episodes a month out, just uh, when I have time to sit down and record a few at the same time, and I'll go ahead and do that. And I had done that for March, um, and had them all set to release, including uh, one for today, for March 18th. However, in light of what is happening in our country and around the world, um, I just decided that maybe... I wanted to take a little bit of a different focus uh, with what I'm sharing to hopefully just help us all remember that God is in control. And that's something that I've been saying frequently through social media and just in conversations. Um, It's a very confusing and difficult time at the moment with the virus that is spreading around the world and certainly here in the United States. And um, there's a lot of uncertainty and confusion and questions um, and honestly a lot of fear. Um, But one thing that we can hold fast to is that God is in control and uh, he is with us every step of the way through whatever comes our way. Uh, We just need to lean on him. Uh, So today I'm actually going to share with you a complete psalm rather than just a verse. Um, And I'm going to do this now for the next couple of weeks as we move through uh, this time together. Uh, I've heard the word unprecedented many, many times. uh, And of course that's accurate. But my thing or my rebuttal to that is, yeah, it's unprecedented. But you know what? Our God is unprecedented. He can do things that we have never even began to imagine, and I know that he will do amazing things through this difficult time. So, anyway, uh, Psalm 42, I'm just going to read it once. Normally I repeat the verse, but this is it's not long. It's only uh, 11 verses, but I'm just going to read it once, and I'm going to break it down just a little bit um, and just give you some thoughts, at least from me, about it. So, Psalm 42. It says this, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. 
By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So I wanted to kind of break down this psalm a little bit. Um, I think it really fits really well with what is happening um, today and has been and will be happening. Uh, For many of us um, who are Christians, um, we, we, it's not that we don't trust God, right? We believe in God and we put our faith in God, but it doesn't mean that it's not difficult. And the, the Psalm starts out by saying, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, Lord. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And I picture a deer who is just so thirsty that, that the deer is aching, essentially. And that's like our souls right now. We are longing for God. Again, it's not that we don't believe he's there or that he's in control, but we are longing for him to just comfort us and to guide us and show us the way. We must remember that communion with God is not a luxury. It is a necessity. And that is why we can get to times when our souls long for God so deeply because we need him. We need that relationship with him. You know, you can go a long time without food, but a lot less time without any water. That water is an absolute necessity for survival. And in the same way, we need to consider our relationship with God as a necessity to survive. So the psalm goes on to say, where can I go and meet with God? And I find this now... Uh, to be something that I'm sure a lot of people are struggling with for so long, forever, right? We've been able to go to our churches and into our sanctuaries and into small groups or whatever that looks like to worship God and meet with God. Yes, we can pray and be with God in our homes, but there's something about community and something about being able to praise God in these places. And now that luxury has been um, taken for, for good reason. Um, and so we are now trying to determine, well, how do I do this? You know, we know God is everywhere. He's always with us. But when our world is turned upside down, we start to question everything that we know and we find ourselves feeling distant from God. And if we don't have that place, that physical place to go, sometimes that can be confusing and add to our distress. Um, so I feel like that that part is something that we really need to, as Christians, find what it is that we need to do and how to connect to God wherever we are and how to praise Him and worship Him wherever we are. Uh, the song goes on to say that my tears have been my food and day, <laughs> sorry, my food day and night. Um, I'm thinking, and for us, these are tears of grief, of sadness, of fear, of confusion, right? 
these are tears that have um, just just been freely flowing and it feels like that's what our even if we're not literally crying you know the worry and anxiety and all of that um, just mounts up and makes us feel like that's all we're thinking about um, and so we're trying to survive on that and not giving enough credit and enough room for God um, to comfort us a little later it says, How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. And again, this is for us, we're kind of now about to start remembering a time of normalcy, right? When we could go to church, when we could go um, to events and things like that. And now we can't. Um, we can't get together as a group and worship God. And so we're going to start reminiscing. And honestly, that will probably make a lot of people, like I said before, feel sad or feel um, distant from God. Um, and, and you know, it, it will resume to normal. We just don't know when. And that's a big part of it, too, is just not knowing a timeline. I was thinking about this the other day. When you have, like, a hurricane, at least you can see the path and you can basically have an idea of when it will be passed, right, When it, once it's gone. But for this, there's just no way of knowing. And even looking at other countries that are starting to rebound and are starting to, you know, heal, um, it's not a guarantee that, that that will happen in the same time frame as, you know, as them for us. It could take us much longer. It could take us quicker. Who knows? But that's the issue is we don't know. And so we start longing for this time when we had normalcy in our lives and it's, I feel like it's always at times like this too that we start to think about the things that we were worried about last week and how trivial they truly were compared to what we're facing now as a country. Um, it says, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? So now we're starting to question ourselves. You know, we know God is in control, but our human minds find it hard to compre comprehend what's happening. Um, and we start to question what's going on. And so it's at times like those that we just need to fall on our knees and just ask God to give us clarity, you know, to give us comfort. And while he can't necessarily, like I said, tell us what's going to happen, the best thing that we know and the only thing for sure that we know is that he is with us. It says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And that's where we need to get to. Despite feeling downcast and confused and scared, we have to remember to always put our hope in God. Um, the second half of the um, psalm is basically when the psalmist is bringing his need directly to God. And so now he's like truly talking to God and saying, hey, what's going on, you know? Uh, he starts out by saying, My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. From the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deeps, sorry, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. And I look at this as being a time when, when it says deep calls to deep and your waves and breakers have swept over me. Like, it just keeps coming, right? It keeps coming. We keep hearing bad news. We keep getting disturbing um, information. And um, we're just not sure why and what's going on. And, you know, 
why this is happening to us. And so it just feels like it's mounting up, basically. Um, it says, By day the, the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. So the psalmist is saying, despite these things, he, he knows that God is with him. He keeps coming back to that. But it's normal for us to feel discouraged, confused, anxious. That's normal. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we are able to pull it back together and say, it's okay, God's in control. Like, I give all of this to God. Um, again, he questions God. Why have you forgotten me? Why do I have to keep mourning um, and be oppressed by the enemy? And in our case, the enemy is this virus. Like, why do we have to go through this? You know, we're suffering, Lord. What is happening? And those who don't believe in God are looking at us and saying, well, where's your God now? Right? Where's your God? But thankfully, we know he's with us, right? No matter what. Um, and the, the psalm finishes by just reiterating again, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The psalmist here, I just feel like we can all relate throughout this entire psalm. We can all relate to what he has written that it's an up and down kind of feeling at the moment. One minute we feel all the hope and, you know, it's going to be okay, we're going to be fine, and then you hear something or you see something or whatever, and it all comes crashing down again, and you're in despair and confusion and questioning, and will this really be okay? And there's fear and anxiety. But then again, you you know, you come to God and you say, nope, I know you're in control, my hope is with you, and it flips over again. And you find room to praise him and, and, you know, worship him. And I think what we need to do is to, to push ourselves to just have those moments more and more often so that we can dispel the fear and anxiety as much as possible. And so that we can also be witnesses to others. This is an incredible, incredible opportunity not that you want to wish bad things on anyone, but this is an incredible opportunity for us to witness to others, for us to show others our hope, our strength, you know, our trust, our faith in God, and to show them the grace that he has given us to be able to move through a situation like this and remain optimistic and remain um, in a worshiping and praising mode towards him, if you will. Um, so anyway... I wanted to share that with you, uh, and moving forward, it'll be probably similar to that each week. We'll just go week by week, and I mean, the hope, obviously, is that this passes much quicker than they're predicting, but, um, you know, the, the biggest advice, um, human advice, would be just to follow uh, the guidance of, you know, our leaders, and uh, the especially the health leaders, and uh, stay home when you can, and don't go out in crowds and all that kind of stuff. And we can say that till we're blue in the face, but, you know, we need to keep reminding people because there are a lot of people out there that are just not paying attention and not heeding those warnings, and they're the people that are going to endanger so many others. Um, but in the meantime, we need to just focus purely on God, praise Him for the incredible things that He's given us and done for us, and that He's going to see us through, you know? Um, this is just, like I said, it's just an incredible opportunity and I've seen, um, there's been so much on social media that's been incredibly uplifting. Um, 
And one thing I saw, and I can't remember the specific wording, was basically saying that maybe God is just giving this time, this period to us as a period of rest. You know, it's it might be ironic that we're in Lent. Maybe it's not. Maybe that is part of God's plan. But maybe this is just the opportunity for all of us to step back and have a time of rest, to focus on family, to focus on ourselves, to focus on our faith, and um, come out of this just renewed, refreshed, and ready to just face uh, anything else that comes our way. Um, and more than anything, just to help build the kingdom. So anyway, I'm going to pray over you guys, and then I will uh, wrap it up for this week. Father God, um, it's just... <sighs> Sometimes I'm left speechless. You know, I don't, I don't know what to pray for first because there's so much happening. Um, but we are grateful, Lord, that you are in control. We're grateful that you love us and that you have promised that you will care for us um, and watch over us and see us through whatever lies ahead. Father, I just pray that we would hold on to that, tr that truth, Lord, and that promise. And that we would constantly place our hope in you, that we would trust you, and even on the hardest, hardest of days, that we would still fall on our knees and worship you um, and thank you for everything that you've given us, Lord. Um, there's so much happening, and there's so many people that we could specifically pray for right now. But overall, Lord, I want to bring to you the leaders of our country, even of the world, and especially those who are on the front lines, Lord, the healthcare workers that are just working so hard to try and help and protect so many people and to heal so many people. Um, I just pray for all of them and their families, Lord. I can't imagine what that must be like. Um, and then there's so many others that are affected in direct and indirect ways, whether it's loss of wages or people who are uninsured or think, people who just are uninformed, Lord. I just pray for, that you will just use this time for this nation, for this world to come together and just unite, Lord. And I sense even, even in the midst of something so tragic and difficult and confusing, I sense the world coming together. And maybe, Lord, maybe that is your ultimate plan, that countries are helping countries, that for now, um, it seems that, uh, you know, really there's way more good happening in the world than any evil. And so I just pray that through this, despite the circumstances, that through this, your will will, will will prevail and that your goodness will just blossom in all of us, Lord. Uh, now, Lord, I ask all these things in your precious son's name. Amen. All right, guys. Well, I truly thank you for tuning in. And um, I will check back in with you next week. Have a good one. Just want to give a shout out to Marty Michaels who provided our intro and outro music for us for each episode. Check him out at martymichaels.com. That's Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, Michaels, M-I-K-L-E-S.com. He is a, a dear friend and a phenomenal musician, and you should definitely check out his work. Uh, so thanks, Marty, for providing the music for us.